0: Hey, it's Tasha.
1: And this is your girl, Ryan.
0: And this is the Conscious Addiction Podcast.
1: Get into it. Hi, friendships. Hey,
0: people. Hey, everybody. Come on in here. Come on (laughs) in the room. Right. Right since Mr. Ryan says that we're giving off Auntie Vibes already. How no, you. Just, <laughs> do we have prayer you before? You've <laughs> as
2: Auntie Vibes. I didn't know, you know, if it was like cheers or a salutation with wine and stuff to begin with.
0: Y'all have wine, bubbly, beverages, and prayer beforehand Because oh, they all go together.
2: Wine.
1: <laughs> they do.
2: What?
1: They do. Prayer and wine, bubbly, all go together. It's a celebration. Every time we link up.
2: What do uh, the Catholics say? Well, there's two or three in the midst Add a fourth, and there's a fifth, like a fifth of liquor.
0: Oh no, okay. Catholics so ain't saying that. Now, now that I went to one of those. Uh, <laughs> that's funny though. Lutherans? I don't know. Okay. I could believe it though because they said, "Well, let me not do that. Let me not do that." I don't know who this gonna get to. We may go viral without me saying something foolish. I mean, don't do that to myself. That's
1: good for you, Tasha. Let me
2: bring up my. Uh, Reference
0: material. See that restraint I just used? I do. I, I like it in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that in you. I'm trying to figure out how to share this thing. I always struggle. There we go. Okay. Hey, everybody,
0: and welcome back to another shift, another addition to what we've previously been talking about, and that's relationships. So, a couple of weeks it's- ago, When we initially started to talk about relationships, we had an inbox report and a complaint from (laughs) Yikes. um, You know, he wanted to give us a little bit of his perspective and a piece of his mind as far as how we presented, you know, what we felt like was good information, (laughs) I guess. And so we invited him on the show tonight. So had guys, to. Yes, yeah, so you guys will see a new face, someone else joining <clears throat> us, and we are so grateful to have him. He's been somebody who's been rocking with the show since we started. So Ryan Swift, we welcome you. Thank you for coming and giving us your time and all of that.
2: You are welcome.
0: I am Yes.
2: Excited. You saw what? Oh. Ryan Corine. Yes. Five dollars, cab, Dollar General. Trust me.
1: So I struggle with the like really inexpensive wines, like the even I've not even tried the Aldi wine mm-hmm. because I can't like wines that have a lot of sulfites in them mm-hmm. okay. will give me like a migraine. So I how mean,
2: how you drinking? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a trick Listen, I feel like. <laughs> I'm like, hold
0: it! <laughs> like, no, Is this I, actually I, an
1: intervention? I, because I, I thought
2: about that because I was like, man, we should have had wine so we could have made a toast, but I have no wine. But I
1: felt
2: like that was kind of real intervention, like you mm-hmm, know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We
1: gotta go I to know, go the whole gamut. I'm
0: concerned. <laughs> Or should I be concerned? I don't know
1: yet. Depends
0: I on to answer this question.
1: But like what I'm saying is I haven't even tried it. Like I have heard that Aldi wines are really good. I've heard that some of the, there's some really inexpensive wines you can get from Walmart that are really good, but I haven't tried them, so. Mm. What's Walmart, Like he said, a $5 Cabernet. Let's
2: do a wine tasting on one episode. <laughs> so.
0: Tell after me after. how that's medically driven. <laughs>
2: Uh, oh because red wine, it doesn't reduce fat, but it's like a, a fat blocker. It just stops fat from forming. It stops adipose okay. tissue from forming.
1: Oh. Okay.
2: So, so if that- I can bring that article, we can come back and have like a, a wine series.
1: Maybe we could just, you know, do that amongst ourselves. I don't know if this is the platform for <laughs>
0: And now I have to so maybe we could just mention it if we're talking about heart
1: disease, you know, okay, yes. that, works. Mm-hmm. that
2: works. All right. <clears throat> okay. Well, Ryan,
1: do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we get
2: started? I hail from the great city of Indianapolis, Indiana, from the east side, uh, IPS born and raised until I was kidnapped and had to go to uh, Lawrence Central and I attended USI.
1: Wait, which uh, wasn't all bad because that's where you met me. So <sighs> freeze up right there. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: All right. We'll let that slide. And so, I mean, I have fun. And then, like a lot of people from LC, when we to go to USI. Worked a lot of work in the banking industry. Then I retired and went to the beach, came to the beach. So I'm at the beach now.
1: Okay. Well, it is time for our mindful moment. Who would like to go first? you go first I will go first today I am mindful of the fact that um, so I, I I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before Tasha I know you know but um, my the nonprofit that um, I founded is hosting uh, an, a perinatal health conference and it's two half days we were supposed to have it like a full day situation that's going to happen in April but COVID killed that plan. So we decided to um, make it a virtual, put it on a virtual platform and it's going to be two half days. Um, so the first day is tomorrow in the afternoon and then the second day is like a midday kind of situation on Thursday. And so I am truly mindful of all the tenacity that it took, all the hard work and dedication, all the partnerships that I created along the way, the um, people who Help me plan it all their time. I mean, it was, you know, purely voluntary. So um, just the fact that people are invested in the health and wellness of the black community, um, particularly as it pertains to maternal and child health and trying to make sure that we can um, have better health outcomes for mamas and babies in Indiana. I'm just truly mindful of just people who have boots on the ground, people who are doing the work, um, particularly black, People who are doing the work already, people who are doing the work, slaving day and night, and you know, all the time. Most of us are not getting paid for the work, um, but that level of commitment is truly unmatched. And I'm just mindful of that. I'm mindful that um, hopefully the work that we are doing now um, won't be in vain. And I feel like it's not. I feel like this conference is evidence of that. It was a tiny little seed that I planted. And hopefully, hopefully it bears good fruit. We'll see after tomorrow, I'll let y'all know. But I feel like it will. And I'm just really mindful of that. I'm excited and nervous at the same time. And I think it'll be good.
0: Of course it will. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <clears throat> Mr. Ryan. Ryan.
2: Oh, check this out. The episode, sorry, the shift you had last week. Yes. I think my cousin mom would tell them this. The same day you had... That shifts. She actually sought out a therapist for uh, her her mom. So always like taking what y'all do to follow up on it to see if people actually like our fan base. So she doesn't watch the podcast, whatever. But I think it was kind of cool that y'all brought that up. And I know people personally that actually going to see see therapy. So that was cool.
0: That's really good. That's really cool. We need more of that. (laughs) For sure. And hopefully, you know, she gets what she needs, finds thing. Oh, and
2: EAP, <laughs> which is Employment Assistance yep. Program. Mm-hmm. The therapist that she goes to, she's black, she's local, uh, she's credible. She does not accept insurance because she said that a lot of insurance needed diagnosis in order to pay out. And that's like a uh, insecurity that we have in our community in terms of being diagnosed with something we probably don't have issues. So she says she is still able to provide assistance, credible assistance without saying or labeling you with some type of DSMV 6 yeah. element or whatever. So yeah. I didn't know that was better, so.
1: I never knew that either. That some um, providers would require an actual diagnosis, or some payers would require a diagnosis to pay. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the providers; it's probably the payer, the insurance companies. I wonder yeah. if it
2: deals with EAP, since that's like run through some people' employers, or if it's majority insurance.
0: I've done EAP before and didn't have a diagnosis, so I, that may be employer-regulated in some way or through the insurance that the employer has picked up, because that—that was the first time I went through it to a therapist was through EAP because it was free and I don't have a diagnosis. Cool. Um, So this week I am mindful of some of the same things you are, Ryan. Like um, I have done some work with the Center for Mind-Body Medicine for years now. And I feel like each time I really, really need to um, reground or root myself in a self-care practice or stress management skills and techniques that I already know, somehow they find their way back into my inbox. So this year, at the top of the year, I had the opportunity to do some work with the center, doing some supervision because they run self-care groups and stuff like that. And that kind of has parlayed into me running my own group online. And that has parlayed into (laughs) me doing another training through Indianapolis, they're like hosting a training there. But I'll be joining this time as an intern, which means that after I get through with this internship, I'll have the opportunity to be part of their faculty. Um, So I love the Center for Mind Body Medicine and what they do. They basically employ non-traditional treatment methods um, as a primary and then talk about cut and like, you know, pills secondary so they kind of dig into you know what's causing <laughs> the issue in the first place um, and then kind of work backwards on whatever the diagnosis is of course they take care of anything chronic that you have going on or acute like if you have high blood pressure they're not gonna be like okay well let's just start a meditation routine <laughs> and see if that gets better before you stroke out um but yeah so i'm doing some work with them this week and um, as a result of that, Ryan invited me to do some meditation for her conference. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity to serve in that regard. Um, I'm a little anxious about it. <laughs> but, you know, I know that meditation is getting out of your head pretty much and kind of staying in the moment. And so in this moment, I'm very mindful that my friends are dope and my friends do dope shit. And um they open up the door for other people to come through and kind of share our skills within our community, specifically um, to better ourselves. So super mindful for that. I have a very long week ahead doing CMBM stuff and then kind of popping in and out of Ryan's um, conference, but I'm grateful for the opportunity. So thank you
1: for inviting mm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Um as a way to kind of break up the day. Um, and then, especially because everybody's sitting in front of their computers, it's kind of a way to do something all together um, mm-hmm. and then kind of break up the day. And I'm always down for, you know, a mindful moment. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> for sure. Very good. Well, did we um, have an inbox report this week? No, nobody was in our inbox this week. Cause no. you
0: know, our inbox is on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so our inbox is what on the show oh yeah people ask their questions <laughs> in the chat yeah that's true mm-hmm. um well if you all well, have I'm in- saying ryan's here he's usually oh. the <laughs> <laughs> so between
0: him and damara and maybe rio <laughs> you know touche
1: touche yeah. he is our in inbox the inbox. Support has you're presented. saying
2: that it's me <laughs> <laughs> that you, yeah,
1: you comment a lot or send, email us or inbox us yes i'd be at home
2: like coming to frog like, how dare <laughs> me? So, I didn't know that though. I like it though, I like
0: it. No, we appreciate it. <laughs> well, my my all- goal
2: is for you two to be like the leaders in every capacity when people start transitioning out. Like, in you know, the Minority Health Coalition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like you have your base, you have your exposure, then move forward. So, you know, I am excited.
0: We received excited. it. <laughs>
1: We do. We do. We are open to everybody's inboxes, not just Ryan's. <laughs> so I if you have, we, we welcome Ryan's too. But I'm just saying, if you have questions or comments about previous shifts, if you have ideas about things you would like us to address, um, you are welcome to hit us up. Um, our email is getsodate at 705 at gmail.com. You can also So find us on Instagram and Twitter. We're conscious underscore sedation on Facebook. You can just type conscious sedation in the box and bam, we're going to pop up. Mm -hmm. So like Tasha said, (laughs) you said, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) like Tasha said, we are um, going to continue our conversation. When we first started this topic, this healthy relationship topic, we had no idea it would turn into like a little mini series. Mm -hmm. Um, but it has, and so we, are, we welcome it. We welcome, we, are, we, we wanna move like the water and flow. And so if there's more to discuss, um, we are happy to do that. So we are going to continue the conversation about healthy relationships. Like we mentioned last week, um, Ryan talked to us a little bit about the fact that we did not fully explore all the possibilities as it pertains to healthy romantic relationships um, in terms of, um, you know, all the all the Did polygamy, polyamory. House? No, I was trying. To, I was trying to get my words together. Yeah. That was my thinking face. <laughs> and yeah. I always am trying to be mindful of my language too, um, making sure oh, I'm using okay. the the proper language. So um, we didn't, we didn't really talk about the different ways that people can be in a relationship, and it may not always. Match or meet up with what traditional standards say that that should be, and it still can be a healthy relationship, and that's true. We didn't, we we missed the mark on that. We also did not speak anything about um, compatibility as it pertains to like astrological compatibility because Tasha and I don't know shit about it. So we are happy to learn um, from Ryan as it pertains to that. So Ryan, help us out. Let's talk. Let's start with um astrological compatibility because i feel like that's some you want
2: to start there well no, okay I will. I will i'll do this then uh bookmark meditation i got a segment in that that's uh as Tosh would say we'll parlay
0: into <laughs> other
2: <laughs> avenues but uh no 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 uh astrology is real cool it's like music it is not what we think it is and every astrologer would tell you that before you commit to this, if you want to change anything, pray about it first. So uh, astrology is not, astrology, uh, zodiac signs give credit to the creator, not to the creation. So it always say, this is where it derives from. So it's not a subset, it's not to displace any religion, doctrine or anything of that nature. But uh, two things to note to segue, Um, when I listen to the podcast, not the last shift or the previous shift, but I think the first series on Ryan's personal Facebook, she posted about a healthy marriage, I mean healthy relationship that did not deal with marriage and about like a cute little meme about astrology, whatever. I was like, man, you should have brought that up in the shift, but then the next week, uh, I forget her name, but she talked about, say it again.
0: Jessica, Jessica. Jessica,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. She talked about healing the inner self. And I was like, yes, because when I put all this information together, so I'm like posting a book. When I put everything together, what I realized is that the first thing is people need to know thyself, which is first healing thyself. So it was a beautiful segue for you guys to set the foundation. Jessica come say, like, before you do anything, love yourself and then what i'm about to present it kind of hammers away at everything else including astrology which can be fun you go in a whole different direction so
1: i think what you said about um it's not a subset it you know it comes from the creator is important because i think that's probably especially in the black community you know religion is at the foundation of a lot of our lives, and we have been taught to fear a lot of the stuff that we talked about. Even a lot of stuff we talked about with Jessica, we've been taught to fear it, and taught that it was sinful or it wasn't of God. So I think that that was a great little. Um, what'd you say? That's yes,
0: witchcraft, voodoo. Yeah.
1: Yes. So I think that was cool that you let you know set set the set the bar with that. That it is not.
2: Um, I've always different. tried to uh, trump naysayers. I illustrated them in Genesis, like the first, the first rule was that you know like the father said this and this in the sky to tell for times to come, and it's like we it weren't talking about weather, we weren't talking about clouds, it was talking about astrology, whatever. So that's the first set of rules. Then everything come forth, but instead of you know spooking out people. Astrology is basically your playlist, that's it. And just going a little bit more deeper, it always deals with like what houses you in and there's 12 houses. So if you look on the clock, it's 12 houses, like 12 zodiac signs. And each house has a different type of area of your life you can focus on. I'm not getting into any of that. But the fact remains, if you have a playlist, you have 12 different songs on that track. So that means you can be a person like jazz gospel music rap hip-hop or whatever but your playlist should be compatible with somebody else so imagine spending 15 minutes listening to rock and roll or imagine going on a road trip where there's nothing but bluegrass that ain't your style that's your flavor so imagine spending a lifetime dealing with somebody's playlist that you really didn't dig. and it may be three songs out of 12 but what astrology compatibility which is the actual terminology it's naturally what that does it tells you your playlist can be remixed with this person's playlist y'all can come together and have a beautiful chemistry like uh dj khalid always having different artists on his uh work and stuff so that's it to me that's what astrology is it's not nothing to believe in it's just an energy sequence to go by
0: Okay, so, stop hanging on your desk.
2: Me,
0: my bad. <laughs> because the sound is coming through. <laughs> um, go ahead, Ryan. I had a question too, but go ahead, Ryan. No, you go ahead. Well, I was going to just say that, that that makes more sense than what we've kind of been taught about astrology in that, you know, you have two signs and if they're not compatible, then basically the relationship is damned. You know, but you're saying that it could be remixed, or there could be different works here or there that could make it work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, or or that would find compatibility in different places for people. If you can't, if you can't dance, mm-hmm. keep
2: astrology. Hmm. If you can't find the rhythmic core between this person and yourself and externalities, whether it be religion, careers, or whatever. So that's all astrology is. It's taking one person over here, one person over here, and the music is provided by religion, the music is provided by your career, the music is provided by where you live at. And if you can't form some type of beautiful tapestry with those elements, then astrology is
1: So then what resources would you use? Because what the language that you use, you're using very plain language, which I can appreciate. Um, it seems like these are things that we attempt to do anyway, but we clearly don't always hit the, the mark because mm-hmm. sometimes we think we're compatible. We think we're dancing with somebody or <laughs> making a remix playlist or whatever, and it still doesn't work. So then what resources would you use to help to... Help people like me or Tasha or whomever who have really no knowledge base about um, you know these twelve songs on my playlist and their twelve songs. How? What resources would you provide or offer us that are still going to use plain language? Cause see that look.
2: (laughs) Well, check this out. This is fun. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to get here now. But we're here, then we can uh digress. So check this out. If you give me your birthday, you wanna do yours, Tasha, or yours, right?
0: Yeah. I do mind June 13th. Oh, you need the year. <laughs> oh. Okay.
2: And like all these books are real thick and it's like
0: super thick.
2: Yeah, it four like different a- ones, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So what I'm
2: going to do, I want to do that one that tells you about compatibility and this just want to tell you about what you like. You said June 26th?
0: June 13th. June 13th. Watch
2: this one. Okay. Did I send that to Ryan? Yes. Ryan, you to pause. In your email, I've sent you a chart. Okay. <laughs> Watch how this works out. So three things going to play. One, the chart I sent to Ryan Corrine. Two, this book. And three is Facebook. So this book tells you about your secret self, love relationships. But I don't think the this over here in the bottom left-hand corner. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This book gives you all the dates of soulmate, people that are challenging, people that are fatal attractions, people that are beneficial. And then check this out what are you laughing for
0: A fatal attraction yeah that's <laughs> what right. took me I, out i, I, I need to know happens, that
2: you know what i'm saying <laughs> that that's one of the like we're talking about your first shift was about uh what's it, toxicity no no yeah. about relationship yeah some, about. yeah some mm-hmm. people need to know about that so in the book i'm writing it up it also tells you about at different stages when the adversary comes in when people are there when you think they're there for your benefit, but they're that They're actually there to trick you into a relationship. But so what's cool about this book is when people talk about their soulmate and stuff like that, the soulmate is not your lover. In this book, friendship and lover have one date. So that's why you see or hear a lot of people in their second marriage always say that they married their best friend. Usually, the first marriage is about, you know, trying to apply themselves to some type of doctrine or infatuation. Once you get done with that, they actually go back to their friends. So what you can do is for those dates, I can give you all those dates. You can get that book and get all those dates. If you have the book, the number two, with that chart I gave, Ryan should have like a temple or whatever. You mm-hmm. can plug in those dates and you can see everybody from Facebook. Facebook, you'll go to calendar you go to birthdays, you start plugging away based on the dates that you get. And you can see people you already know who is your soulmate, challenging, beneficial, love and friendship. And what's tricky about it, everybody, for the most part, know who their soulmates are. Love and friendship have like more of a wider range using a soulmate You only get like six to twelve different dates, but the soulmate can be somebody. Uh, a young girl that you mentor for soccer it can be at the, guy at the gas station it is not your lover that is somebody y'all just have a connection with y'all so your lover is your friend so if you're asking where to start is there because you can kind of isolate and identify people that you already know then move in that direction okay but
1: what is Tasha's date she didn't give
2: us no oh <laughs> what what date she want what does she want because I want to look on Facebook for the dates. what what day? Uh, you want, want your soulmate dates? Watch this. Want your soulmate dates? Uh, okay. On June, you said
0: 13 to 19. 13.
2: All right, your soulmate dates are oh, 1, two, 3, 4, 5, 6. Seven. You have eight of them. Somebody born on January 9th. Someone born on February 7th. Somebody born on March 5th. Somebody born on April 3rd. Somebody born on May 1st. Somebody born on October 30th. November 28th and December 26th. Mm-hmm. So once you go to Facebook, you should be able to identify people like, yo, I, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought we asked about connection, but I never knew it was established. So many, some people try to I take out this terminology. So know. go ahead, go ahead.
0: I don't know if she's watching, but one of my very best friend's birthday is May 1st. Yep. Mm-hmm. And to so she, day will, day she day will go to her.
2: to her book and your birthday will be in her book, whatever.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I have always had the belief though that soulmate isn't always a romantic thing. You know, I've always felt like soulmate can be um both romantic or interchangeably like a friendship or a different sort of relationship where you really connect it. So I I don't think I've ever been one of those people that have reserved soulmate for a, you know, strictly lover based sort of relationship. I've always had a broader definition of that for me. Cause I always have felt like I've had like multiple soulmates, you know, like my friends or whatever.
2: You hmm? What'd you say? I thought you was motion or saying something. Me? But uh yeah. Oh no. The uh what's cool about this is like I said for a starting point. If people totally disregard it, this is one of the first stages where people kind of open their eyes to like, you know what, I am connected to this person, but it's not really love, it's not really uh, romance. And just segueing from that, in the book I got, I tell the difference between romance and being amorous. So romance come from Rome. When they were taking over their empire, they went to different places, uh, faking, faking it, other people lying people so that's why when somebody goes on a date and they claim themselves to be romantic it's always a a limited episode it can be a picnic yeah it can be a picnic but it's not every day it can be roses but it's not all the roses it can be uh dinner but it's not every day whatever so a morris this is this whole what is it uh higher conscious woke me coming out amores come from morocco the moors so when if you have latin italian spanish uh all their terminology for love is amore amore mm-hmm. so this is this is the real shit so when they went in italy all these people went to morocco and they saw that this guy wasn't giving his girl picnic she can eat outside in her garden every day so he didn't to give her flowers because he crafted the garden for her so when they're leaving they're saying oh this is a lovely person you remind me one of the moors you you remind me one of the moors so that's why in our own dna when we call people my my hand can we cuss on here no uh,
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah when we call people I, my nigga and we say it's a term of endearment we have no idea that type of uh context came from Europeans describing the Moors. You remind me of Mia Moore, or that person over there is Maida uh, Morda, because you are a lovely person to me. Why do you say that? Because I went to a lovely place where they had gardens and music and this and this, and it seemed like paradise. So before we had amusement park, and even like during World War II, nobody visited World War II to America help Europe rebuild everything. So everybody used to go to Morocco or Northern Africa, or whatever, so that's where the term comes from. So in the book, it tells you that you should strive for a uh, plenty and amorous lifestyle
0: mm-hmm. versus
2: somebody that is, way bound, thank you, man. Romantic, romantic. Yeah. okay. So they still okay. have their etymology in two different nationalities.
0: Do Ryan, do Ryan, April 13th. <laughs>
2: <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I always think I, I did my chart today I was like you know my chart you ready April 13th
0: you like that Ryan <laughs> no you, you, want want your, your,
2: you want your love and friendship your fatal attractions your soulmates your challenges or what's beneficial to you what, dude?
1: <laughs> yeah it's a tough choice say it again my, what are my options
2: you have like oh you have a lot of lovers <laughs> Do I have a
1: lot
2: of lovers and friends, so don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't discount it. <laughs> Let me get your soulmates because you have one, two, three, four. You only have five days for your soulmates. August 30th.
1: Hold on, September, I'm writing them down. All right, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. August 30th,
2: September 28th, October 26th, November 24th. And December twenty second.
1: So I don't have any that are in the beginning of the year. They're all these are all the end of the year. I don't have any soulmates that are born in the at the top of the year. Oh,
2: not soulmates. Like I said, these are people they just really, really
1: I know. Yeah. That's interesting though, that they all I mean they were it's every month from August until December. There are none that are...
2: I don't make the rules. I don't know what music you're listening <laughs> to. So
1: Hey, let's do so yeah no, like, well, let's
2: do- <laughs> so yeah you go to People facebook like <laughs> <laughs> you go to facebook you go to birthdays and you start plotting and then I'm tell them like your eyes will like blossom like you know what this may actually work out like that person did and it, you can tell it has nothing to do with love it has nothing to do with infatuation it has a lot to do with uh sincerity and value in that person and what that person has
1: mm-hmm Okay, I'm gonna have to see, because story. these I don't I don't, there's nobody that comes to mind immediately that you know has these birth dates, So that's interesting.
2: So this book, I'm about to say what <laughs> These are like different authors, right? Let me see. This is Gary Snyder or something. Yeah. These are this authors. is astrology also? Yeah, this is about relationships. So this doesn't use your birthday, this uses your birth week yo anytime anyone has a problem this works out so for some reason like if you in, if you like in a good vibe with a person eh, whatever but anytime somebody is just confused about the relationship yo so i'm about to tell y'all a story it's crazy if she hear about it i don't care she can't sue me because i ain't selling it so check this out uh a person asked me can they like, talk to me. Let's say this is January February. Nah, I'm probably negativity. And so, like, come March, it was like, uh, are you now ready to receive something in your spirit? Nope. I don't want it, whatever. And finally, I was like, i tell you what. Do not tell me the names. Give me their dates. and I'm going to read them off. So, I've actually had, this allowed me to have closure with people in my family. And when I read how I was supposed to connect with them and how they connect with each other, I said, Damn, that makes sense. But the story that I was about to unfold, about to tell you about was uh, I did it with this person, their sister, sister child, child, the grandmother, the daughter, and the grandson, and the grandson, and the mother, the son, and the son. So I did it like eight different, uh. Birthday weeks, whatever. Yo, I never read something so violent in my life. And so I was like, yo, like, what the fuck happened? Like, I'm reading this and this happened. So she told me what happened now. It was extreme violence. Ryan cream. I'll tell you this, like, afterwards, you can come back and comment. You'd be like, what? But everybody survived, everybody lived. But it was because of that book, we were able to kind of like identify why these toxic behaviors kept on erupting in these particular family members and stuff like that. So this is the secret language of relationships. And the other one is the power of birthday stars and numbers. So in terms of healthy relationships, all these books are like $25. Just get them. Ryan, you can do your girls and see how they interact with you and see how uh they interact with each other whatever so again if you're asking where to start these two books this is to confirm what you probably already know with people that you already like this is for my doubters this is let people know like yo i am like that or that's the way that we are so it kind of it doesn't resolve anything just kind of addresses it
0: so wait, you're saying this violent event happened in someone's actual life, or like a past yes. life? Or, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was and like, the who was speaking oh, into your life was clairvoyant or? Say it
2: again.
0: I said, and this person who was speaking into your life, who was asking you, like, do you want this information? Was she clairvoyant or what? No, was no, you? no.
2: I'm the type of person like when I do like meditation, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. I make sure that everything around me and the people are sound as well. So if you're not in my uh, vibrational frequency. I don't hear. It.
0: Sorry. No, I'm saying like, who was uh, she to you? Did she have a gift that she was trying to? No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. She just wanted some. She just wanted to have somebody to vent to, whatever. Okay. Like, I'm not trying to hear that. I don't. I don't want to hear whatever. Can I tell you what happened? No, I'm not really trying to hear what happened. Whatever. Okay. And like I'm saying, I'm kind of downplaying the uh, the dramaticness in her voice, whatever. And then finally. I said, "Listen, don't don't tell me what happened. Just give me everybody' birthdays. Let me see how the relationships are actually established. Or so, and that allows us to kind of like identify everything. So, yep, those are two books.
1: So, you're saying you were able to kind of know what happened without knowing what happened, without her ever telling you the story about what went on. Yep. You were able to look in the book and kind of see about yeah, not, roundabout. Yeah,
2: not not clairvoyant at all. So, to me." Astrology is telling you this: if you play Little John at a college party, somebody's gonna fight. So if you put these dates and these people together, it's gonna to be volatile. That's 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 all I'm saying. So that that's how astrology keep on working. When people say, "I understand the houses," I don't understand the planets. Is basically saying, when you go to church, you want to listen to this music, attention to enter this spirit. When you job. You want to listen to this music to keep your tempo up. When you're at work, you want to settle down to keep this, but it's not just for a particular episode, it's for a particular status in your life when you are, so.
0: No, I thought you were saying that someone was coming to you to give you like a reading or some Mm -hmm. information and you were like, nope, not ready for it, don't want to hear it, but that's not you saying, she was just trying to vent.
2: Yeah, and so to blow that person off, I don't want to hear, I don't want to receive it. Let's go to the book. Let's see what the book says about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be responsible for the information. I don't want you to keep on having your system to uh resonate with other people. So use the book and it worked out. So like I said, this is usually for people who it works for good or bad, but it's usually for people that have a strong issue with somebody they you know close. It should not be that intense. It should not be that wrong. It shouldn't be that foul. And that book kind of explains why that is.
0: So, are there any remedies in that book?
2: No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it does provide a remedy, like, even even taking a step back, even when we all do the astrology and do all the zodiac stuff, and we say, like, you know, uh, I got people around me, like, oh, Aries like to fight. They like the challenge and stuff <laughs> like that. But, like, if you know those things, that's not to be embraced. That's to learn. That's going back what uh, Jessica was saying. You have to know thyself so you can begin to heal thyself. So it's like, you know, these are some negative attributes to you. Don't embrace them. Address them so they can be resolved. So, but that's just only a second. Did that answer your question, Pastor? Are your questions? hmm
0: Yeah. I mean i'm just curious as to what happens if one of those relationships are like a say familial relationship or something that sh- you got a
2: date let me to look up say what you have a date you want me to look up
0: no, no 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 i'm just saying speaking in general like what if someone is in a relationship with someone who they don't want to cut ties with or mm-hmm. who you know what i'm saying who they yeah. they really want to be in relationship with but you know astrology says <laughs> that if Lil john come on they're gonna fight
2: you know, like i want people to understand that i think astrology now is a misnomer kind of like uh the hotel brothers astrology is basically just talking about vibes, like maybe you ain't vibing with him or my god you're not vibing with her like you're trying to force an issue that's not what they own right now some people want to wake up to Jazz music. Some people don't wake up to Jane Brown. Some people don't uh, wake up to Gonna Wanna and Young Thug and all them. And so people gotta understand like, once you learn how to read people and read their vibes, then it can connect. if you're still trying to juggle in the music, trying to take Lil John to church, it ain't gonna work like that. What, Ryan?
1: I'm just cracking up his analogies. It's I like it. It's great. It makes it make a little bit of sense in terms of like um, the astrology. So, um, so then okay, let's talk a little bit about. You said you had wanted to put a pen in meditation.
2: Yes. So check this out. I got a book. Right. Let's go to the book real quick. All right. You have that. You have the bookmark and all that. Tasha, if you see this? You're gonna laugh. You're gonna like this. Anybody should like it. So,
1: the point about
2: the book. Anything that you want to abide by or live by is in the book. Whether you're doing quantum mechanics, whether you're doing biblical or scripture, whether you're doing higher conscience, whether you're doing chakra, whether you're just doing the standard, typical terminology, it's all there. And I really focused on the names of the terminology, like for their etymological root. I did not attribute anything addition to what it says. So the book, just like a pregnancy gesticulation period, it can take you from a stranger to a spouse in nine stages or nine steps. So first I have a book called uh, Unlove, like taking out love and learning love again. Uh, but the point of it is what you espouse, what you believe in can become your spouse. And so the first three sections are set up from uh, what you espouse, your standards and your interests. What you believe in can be totally fake. Nobody got to know you do it. You ain't never did it. You can want to skydive, believe in Buddha, and become a dog walker. All of this fake. You do that, study it, then you move into your standards, and you actually start living out those things, trying them out, seeing if that actually is what you want to do. And this is going back to what uh, Jessica was saying. All this is part of your healing process. Nobody is involved in your life right now. You're just trying to become more sound than yourself. And so in standards, you are saying, this is what I'm trying to learn, this is what I'm trying to do. And when you finally have something that you like more than something else, then you start the investment. You start investing yourself. You start giving more time or more, uh, whether it's organization, more committees, more focus, whatever. And then from that investment, you develop the interest. And the reason why I broke that down because you got a lot of people that will say, a person is below their standards or they're talking about their preference. Preferences are usually external. Stereotypical, women like tall, dark and handsome. It's not a standard, that's a preference. Standards is what you're doing every day when nobody is around. We just cannot operating procedures. I got up and go, I have to get up and go to work. I gotta to go to this meeting. I'm going to get to gym and everything else. So anytime you lower your standards, that is when you stop doing what you already had stated to give time to someone else who's doing less. So whether you're going to church, whether you're involved in an organization, whether you're working out, uh, whether you're volunteering, uh, whether you're going to a conference, whatever, you gotta do six things this week. And if somebody wants your attention and you stop doing four of those things to give that person your time, you just lower your standards. So it's not saying that like, oh, I date tall men now. I wanna, you know, I don't usually date short men, or I date light skinned girl, I don't know. No, 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 That's your preference. That has nothing to do with standards. And so your standards is based on what you believe in, which can be anything. This is your world to explore. And once you are serious and sincere about anything, then you can start investing in yourself. And once you invest enough, that stops what's called self-love. So once you stop investing yourself, uh or start whatever you gain an interest, now you can share your interest with someone else on a date. So you're just not going on a willingly nilly day, you're actually saying, I have an interest that I have, you have an interest, let's pick out a date on the calendar. What's your calendar? It's based on my standards. Now I got a meeting on Thursdays, I volunteer on Saturdays, I do this with my girls on uh, Friday. So then he may say, well, I'm doing this and this and this and this. And so on the dating, you're basically saying, what is the opportune time for us to share our interests? And as an aside, in that part, that is where you can do astrology. Because dating a person and using their dates to figure who they are, that's when you can do all that fun stuff with astrology. But dating, relationship is commitment is called share love. So when you're just dating a person and sharing the interest, the next level is relationship. Not being in one, but seeing how they relate to the interests you to share. Yo, it's a lot of people that don't share their music, their religion, their God, their style, their food with where they're trying to get with. And then next thing you know, they don't like the way they eat, the music, the dress, they try to change you. So this entire process preserves the integrity of self. So when you get into a relationship, it's like, baby, I don't care how you feel about me. You don't like my music or you like my music. You don't like my garden. You don't like my pets. We can't move forward. And once you establish enough uh, relationship patterns that are healthy, moving from uh, what she called relationship to relationship,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> then you can say, okay, I'm ready to be committed. Let's see if we can establish some outside goals that has nothing to do with each other. These are just things. That we may want to work on within ourselves and so those are three stages for what i call share love dating relationship and commitment commitment is cool because that's where you can plant the seed of love and i got that from the bible it said love is patience anytime we embark to do something there is no punishment or reward the achievement of that goal is a reward so my daughter was taking swim lessons and she couldn't get her uh her backstroke when he come here backstroke, again, she said, Yeah, I'm, you're not mad. I'm like, No, why? Why would I be mad? I can't get my backstroke. I was like, But you can swim. She was like, But yeah, I can't get my, can't get my backstroke. I was like, But are you okay with the water and swimming? She was like, Yeah, I was like, And that's it. I said, You're only at that time, she like maybe only eight or six. I was like, I don't care if it take you 18 more years to get it right now, you can swim. She was like, You don't care if it take that long. No, that's when I realized. Oh, that's what a commitment is. Mm-hmm. Or oh, that's what patience is. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be patient with you to achieve this particular goal. And in and in that same instance, in terms of us being committed, you're going to see how dedicated I am to you. So when you're talking about the meditation part, watch this.
0: <laughs> I was wondering when you were gonna get back. I to- got it. Er- hey. Everything's on the hey. show
2: so what i was just covering that i got a bookmark i'll send it to you she can send it to you so that's one two three what your spouse your standards of interest that's self-love you shouldn't be doing with nobody else till you get that out of the way to you till you invested enough in yourself to share yourself with somebody else and that's so so you want to be a person like i gave them my everything well that was your fault you should have kept what you had so then then there's dating relationship and commitment dating is just Thinking out dates, relationship is how they relate. And so commitment is this. If We establish a goal together. You're gonna see if this person is argumentative or if they are supportive. Why? There's a form I got that's called uh, Me Time and it's named like the French Moi, M-O-I, that deal with meditation, orientation, and invocation. So in the morning, you meditate. That is, you that's God talking and you listening. In the afternoon, you orientate, that's you talking and you listening. In the evening, you implicate that's you talking and God listening. So your orientation is, if we wanna get personal, when you leave your door, everything outside of that is business, nothing personal. Personal is for you, your mate, your kids or wherever else. So outside, you're gonna make sure that you are giving attention to your intentions and being intentional with your intentions. So you're not worried about any other bullshit. Everybody you talk to or wherever you go is for whatever business, whatever goal you have in mind. So when you're yourself, when you talk and you're listening, you're asking your boo, hey, did you follow up on this? Did you get this? Well, it's been two days, it's been three weeks. Like, where are you at on this? Now you're about to see if you have an argumentative spirit. If that person have an argument of spirit or if you are supportive of each other whatever so if you're orientating when you take it to lord in prayer that night you are telling the lord you invocate you don't invocate God; you invoke feelings and stuff you're saying you you saw what i did earlier today in my orientation you saw what i was focused on can you please bless it you know order my step that's you talking to god and god listened. that's your information. so in the morning when you get up god talking and you listening, you shut up. You meditate. You sit down and you make sure that you're yourself for that day. You already have a focus. You already have object- an objective in mind. You're making sure that everything is ordered before you start your day. So that's what I was saying when I had another form that tells you how to meditate, orientate, and invocate. And the main part of that in terms of the, the, the commitment stage is to see if you're partner at this stage of commitment is being committed to that goal so you have all day to figure out how to help him achieve his goal or he can help you achieve his goal and i say that because most people want to say that i can't believe he cheated on me We was in a serious committed relationship i'm like committed to what smoking just living together like what was the goal what was the end goal so when you see that there was nothing at stake or you try to be supportive this person uh try to be your partner or they would just argue about everything you could just let the whole commitment dissolve whatever so that's where i slide in the whole meditation orientation and invocation but they also come from the bible where it says you should pray without ceasing and uh what is it meditate on these things that which is noble pure and of good report so it's telling you the song says well is more of a mind my mom stayed on Jesus or the Lord or here, whatever you want to be on. So meditation, is saying, "This is my focus today. I know what I'm going to do, and you go out and do it. You know everything else, and then you go get in the morning. And you complete that cycle. So, that makes sense. Uh,
0: in the long roundabout way. We got there. <laughs> said, we we got there, didn't we? Why you we talking there. about you gonna I be think I
2: was like, uh, hour, break like or
0: whatever. Now I see why <laughs> you like this only hour show, yeah.
2: <laughs> and so like what's crazy when I did like the each stages, each stage also have what's called a love or life retreat. And that's when you can take time out of your day or your week to focus on whatever stage you're at so in the commitment part it's that form hey babe sit with me like what you got going on i'm gonna let's meditate together orientate and invocate on our goals with. so for the majority of people that have done this men bail out at that particular stage
0: why yes why is that
2: they just want some ass <laughs> so i mean oh so that they'll go along and get along up to the point are we dating Oh, I like your music I like your food. Soon she's gonna throw that form down, like, oh, you serious? Like, yeah, I'm grown. Like, listen, I respect that, but no, nah, that's not the direction I'm trying to go right now. And for the most part, the woman is cool with it because she didn't have to sell her sex to get some type of pseudo or proverbial love from him. So.
1: And do hey. so do we do men ever get on board with that?
2: Yeah, because when you're it ready. Works, yeah, yeah, it, it works both ways, whether you're trying to uh ward off gold diggers or women. And when I'm saying women, and men, it's going both ways, ever. So, how I wrote it is gender fluid, is age fluid, is racial fluid, it's for whatever. It's to make sure that your partner is aligned with whatever objective that you actually have in mind that nobody's getting uh, due either way. Mm hmm okay like, yep it's beautiful
1: i like it
2: so check this out y'all ready tasha you cool
1: <laughs> anybody need a potty break
2: <laughs> i don't know how to use it i thought i would but i'm cool so I'm about this <laughs> I mean, so this part right here
0: you sound like a five-year-old
2: <laughs> get excited that's how you're supposed to be i don't want to be serious i believe in <laughs> jeffrey the giraffe although towards Russell's clothes. <laughs>
1: it's all good so, so what so where, where direction are you going right now
2: I got a question out. oh go ahead go ahead, go ahead, go ahead your question
1: where, where where were you going though
2: oh I'm about to finish out the last three phases which is called sacred love so I did self-love yes shared love and the last three is sacred love. okay what's your question
1: the bookmark is actually good yeah I was following the lines you were reading it it's actually mm-hmm. good mm-hmm I like it
2: so the last one is courting engagement and spouse So Brian, when I sent you that uh, book, the table of contents, you're gonna see a color scheme on there. That's like red light, yellow light and green light. It's gonna tell you basically, this is the last stage that you came from. That's red light. Yellow light, this is the state that you're at now. If you're not accountable at this yellow light, don't move forward. And then the green tells you this is what's going to happen next. So the book is written, So everything is fluid and established continuity. Whatever, But the last three is cool because courting is literally meeting somebody's Royal court, going to their courtyard and going to their courtroom for rewards or punishment. And so I did that because I'm trying to focus on the actual terminology. So imagine as if slavery never interrupted us. And imagine if we was already established. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if during my Thanksgiving with my family, the food that was presented was reflected of my ancestors and my parents. So it can be my parents' favorite dessert, my grandparents' favorite wine. So I figured recording, when you realize this person that you was with the previous stage have been committed to all these goals, you have to cheat them all together. Nobody knows who he is, nobody knows who she is. You ain't you ain't earned that yet. But now people be realizing, like, hey, who you been spending all this time with doing all this stuff with? So now that's a chance for that person to meet your royal court, whether it's your children, family, friends, and all of that. Uh, and I say that because some people, I know a lot of men do women by introducing them to certain friends or certain family members, thinking she's in the inner circle. No, you're not. You just vet it for that particular moment, but it's not being sincere. Nobody can actually tell you who or what this person is. Like, sometimes families will tell you like, girl, you start acting right until he got with you. You thinking like, nah, he's been in church the past 15 years. Like, girl, he's been doing so it's like, when you meet somebody's uh, royal family, you can actually see what the real deal is with them. Even if he's committed everything, he could have been a fraud up to this particular point. Uh, the royal court is, learning their, I'm gonna do the courthouse. Courthouse is just knowing the rules. These are the rules I live by, this is what I go by. Everything else was, you know, my lifestyle, my culture, but this is how I actually live. But then entering into their courtyard, uh, I got this from the Bible. I think it's saying of their course of Thanksgiving and it's course of praise. So imagine you finish all these commitments and goals with somebody and now it's time to celebrate. He finally invites you over or you invite him over and so we enter your course with Thanksgiving. And so you're just thanking this person for being like a support system. Uh, you're about to move to the next level and start courting because you can see this person being an extension of your family and whatever you serve this person, whatever, or whatever I serve her at our first, first meeting is our first Thanksgiving. But we don't, our culture don't, we don't have anything established. We don't have coat of arms, we don't have a uh, rights of passage. We don't have any thing of like a lineage or legacy to pass down. So that's why I was like, okay, let's imagine if slavery didn't exist, our history was not interrupted, who or how could we be as a culture or as a phenomenon? So that's where I got that from. The first time that you realize me and this person has committed so many things together, we've achieved them. I wanna offer thanks, whatever that meal is served, now has passed down throughout the family because after, during the courtship, we're also working on the marriage proposal. So now I'm about to slide into engagement. We're working on marriage proposal. We're not just, I'm not just enticing you with the ring and you have no proposal. No, 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 you're about to work out family, education, finance, belief system during the courtship. And if you don't agree with what I'm working on, what I'm presenting, I gotta go back to the drawing board. When I finally come up with a marriage proposal that is suitable for my spouse and she receives it, that also becomes an heirloom because it can be engraved on a glass vase or in the back of a Bible or anything. But we don't have nothing. We have no idea why or how our grandfather or our parents propose to each other. So that courtship allows you to Hammer out the proposal, then you get engaged and engagement, just making sure that you're synchronized your calendars, your emotions, uh, everything is in sequence. Nothing's off kilter. then you become a spouse. But going back to Ryan's post, this is made so you don't have to do anything unless you don't want to. You just want to do self love, you don't have to share. You're going to do share love, you don't have to get married. So allows everybody to have a healthy relationship with themselves, with each other, or with a life partner. That's
1: it. So even even following that pathway, um, a lot of people do you know have a life partner or they have a spouse that they haven't taken a traditional pathway, like you know getting married or. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would still be an option in terms of like the different types of relationships that are healthy, wouldn't you say? Or would what you, you say? That was a leading question. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, i say that marriage is healthy or marriage is, what'd you ask
1: me? That you don't have to be married, that you can achieve all those steps that you just talked about. You can get all the way down to having a spouse mm-hmm. and not have a That's spouse bad. in the traditional yeah. sense of the word.
2: Yeah. Would you say spouse?
1: i said not being
0: legally married
2: mm-hmm. or not even having that terminology applied to you at all that's what i'm saying it's, it's healthy so every party involved can know where they stand and so if you want to be in just in a commitment that's just what y'all do if you don't want a court you don't want to be engaged you don't want to be a spouse everything is structured so that everything or the interaction is still vibrant it's still enduring and it does not damage the integrity of self. So you don't lose yourself to any of this. If that person decides to leave, you're going to look back on how you invested in yourself, how you work, committed with this person, achieve something. You don't lose anything. So there's no degradation in this a lot. There's no reason there should be any type of relationship. Now, there, there's going to be because we're people, but the way that it's framed, it's like we have apps computers and phones everything get upgraded gentrification roles everything gets repaid and we've never taken the curriculums and everything but we never take the time to sit back and say okay what type of culture can we establish to say that this can get us from point a to point b this is how i should love myself regardless if anybody's around this is how how i can share my love if i'm not necessarily trying to be married if i'm just trying to just Openly date, or I'm just trying to find one person to be with without being married. And how do I get married without wasting five years, four years, or two years in divorce?
1: So Mm -hmm.
2: it's checked in the book. If you look at it, it's checkpoints along the way that tells you when to apologize, when to accept an apology. It tells you about cheaters. It tells you when to accept the ex. So it has an edge strategy. It has to. Transitional points throughout the entire nine steps.
0: So I don't know if you said this before. I feel like I came in on like the middle of your conversation. Are you writing a book? Did you write a book? What is this um framework that you just gave us?
2: It's both, Tasha.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. It's like
2: check yourself, since I'm being a jerk. I'm thinking about this constitution. It's a living document.
0: Okay. Okay. Because I
2: don't I don't want it to just sit there, become obsolete. And like I tell people, these are not my ideas. I shopped around for this. I went to the grocery store. I got the ingredients. You can do the same thing. And I put this masterpiece together.
0: So. Mm-hmm. It sounds good. Um, but one thing that really like jumps out for me is that you would have to be really mature to like go through these Steps, you will have to be really mature.
2: I think that comes through self-love, through mm-hmm. self-evaluation, because you're gonna spend a lot of time with yourself by yourself, just trying different odd things, because I think uh one thing that we don't give our credit, or give ourselves credit for is that a lot of us are demonic and egotistically possessed. And I say that because a lot of people want to represent outside entities rather than themselves. So they will give you being a uh, single black mother from Eastside Post Road, that's five different people. Single black, that means you gotta represent singlehood, motherhood, being black from Eastside and Post Road before we actually find out who you are because you never took the time to step back and say, what do I like, what do I like to do? And I think spending that time with people will give them the integrity and confidence they need to continue to invest in themselves versus trying to merge with the uh, ego circles. All that terminology, y'all say, that came from uh, Eckhart Tolle, the orange book, A New Earth or A New Life, whatever.
1: And I would also say, Tasha, that um, even, um, even more, what's that saying about um, it's harder to, repair broken men than it is to, what is it? It's a saying. Repair, I think
2: um, Repair young children. That no, again? it's just, it's harder to, oh, you just made me think about it.
1: I can't think of it, but what I, what I was. It's harder to I, build I,
2: children than repair broken men.
1: It's harder to repair broken men than it is to build children. It's harder to repair broken men yeah. because, yeah. So what I was thinking is, is that these are things i'm thinking about jessica last week and how she was saying that the youngest age to start teaching i mean you can't they're not too young ever to start learning about how to heal themselves and how to talk to their inner child and so when i was thinking is that these are good you know things to teach your children like when he was going through the different steps about especially as we talk about like self-love i think that's the key component of the whole thing because even like ryan when you were saying um about how people nobody ever really shows up as their authentic self mm-hmm. in, a, in, in, a, in a relationship and so you actually never show share your genuine interests mm-hmm. and a lot of that is because you don't maybe know what they are because you haven't taken that first step which is to figure out who you are what you like all that stuff and so those are great things to start teaching our children you know like i mean of course we want to heal the world but mm-hmm. um that's a you know, we think about healing for generations. If we start teaching um our children to think that way from the beginning, then it, it becomes second nature. It'll become a way of life. And so, you know, it'll be it won't seem like you have to be so mature because they, they will be mature because <laughs> they'll be doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I think um A lot of our relationships and how we move about in relationships come from not only our rearing, but society. And so so for me, I can say in my experience, I gained and learned self-love and all of that stuff, but on like the back end, learned vulnerability. And um, like you said, Mr. Ryan, about leading with all these different um, roles, right? Or titles that we give ourselves um it was is it's hard when you are dealing with people who culturally that's just what people do you know what i'm saying so when say i'm the only (laughs) soldier on the field without a breastplate then you can't help but feel like you're exposed you know what i'm saying even if this is truly Um, the best path and the best way to nurture relationships, to um, enter into a healthy relationship and to grow, you do have to be aware of your surroundings and like act accordingly. So like you have to have the ability to apply and remove your breastplate accordingly, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the part that really takes a maturity. Like after learning the skills and what you need and how to be in relationship with yourself and with other people, then you need discernment, <laughs> right? Just based on what society dictates and the type of environment that we live in. And depending on your village, that could be really risky or feel really risky when you are teaching your children something like that, you know? That's why I That's like true. when
2: Jessica was talking about, uh, healing your inner child. I was like, yes, because where she left off is where this picks up. Uh what you see the outline, Tasha, maturity and therapy is like in chapter one. It's mm-hmm. like so it's something like part of that first whatever. But uh, even even if I'm writing this, this will be volume two. Volume one is actually know thyself. And what people don't want to admit is the converse is you're a stranger to yourself when you when you take away whatever you was introduced as a young person before maturity which can be gang life territorial east side whatever church and all that type of stuff once you strip all of that yo a lot of people are afraid to face themselves because they don't know how to actually operate in different circles and learn new Skills leverage, so I was glad Jessica was saying, like, uh, heal your inner self because she's talking about adults
0: mm-hmm.
2: who tried to disregard and cloak and gloss over, it, and their life came nothing but painted over rusted parts. Like, you haven't healed your inner child ever, so then we have to go or have these people, you know, revert all the way back to pull up some things from the recessed quarters of their mind to be. Addressed and resolve and we could have actually did that in the beginning, or provided that in the beginning, whatever. So, yeah, big ups to Jessica. Don't she have a therapy like she does? Uh, what does she do?
1: She's does called Healing Your Inner Child. Is that what she's like about hypnosis seminar? It? Oh yeah, she does R T T. Yeah, seminar. But she
0: does R T T, which is Rapid Transformational Therapy.
2: Is that with the eyes?
1: Would you no, that's something different. About? that's oh, you know something different yeah um it's it's, it's <laughs> hypnosis is what you were saying it's hypnosis it's a form of hypnosis
2: did she mention i didn't listen to it all i did but i didn't attention to it all did she uh talk about nlp
1: talk about what
2: neuro-linguistic
1: programming Mm-mm. she didn't say that but she she did talk about neurological pathways. Mm-hmm. And then she also did talk about, um, at the end of your session, you have these basically positive affirmations that she kind of reads to you that you're supposed to listen to. So I'm thinking that's probably what that is.
2: Yeah, and i said it because NLP is almost like, hypnotic, it, it can be. But yo, it's the Ashley, remember on uh, in Wakanda, we he had to take like the gym and disconnect it again from vision and she was like why y'all do this way and she did this 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 way it's like we have to do that with so many kids and deprogram what type of negative stuff their parents and community have said to them for like 20 30 years it's like Mm -hmm. oh I'll listen to uh Steve Harvey and uh DC whatever somebody was just playing with him like uh when you know you, he said, I know him, brother. He's like, When you know you're ugly, like my mama told me. He was like, What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He was like, She was like, Boy, she'll look ugly ass on down somewhere. I was like, Damn, here he is, a comedian laughing about it, but he remembers and I think she stressed on that last week too by saying that like it could be one incident mm-hmm. that a child can remember that carries over into adulthood. So to me, you NLP know, was basically saying. I have to say these reaffirming things to you now to reprogram all the disconnection and distortion that you've been having for the past 10, 20, and 30 years. Or whatever. Pick up mm-hmm.
0: the- I
1: think- go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, go go ahead, Ryan.
1: I was going to say, I also think it's really important to remember that this whole healing process, the whole showing up as your authentic self the all the whole thing it's a journey it's not a destination it's not a place that you arrive we are constantly practicing this like you can be in therapy you can be healing and great in a hundred thousand different areas and then you still might have you you know you may see yourself and see this one spot and be like "Dang, that's me like you're constantly trying you're constantly putting forth an effort and so i think that's important to remember like even you know as we talk about like you know donning the breastplate and then taking it off or just everything you're you're never you're not gonna get it right all the time like Mm -hmm. that's just not the way it is the healthiest of all of us the most healed among us is still practicing every single day it's it's not a destination it's a journey
0: right um ryan you just put a mr ryan (laughs) that's how i'm distinguishing the two of y'all um, you just put a question in there and it kind of speaks to what I was about to say. Like, I feel that when we're speaking of, you know, defining moments in a childhood, right? Because it's not just this incident, it's something that defines the way um, a person moves through life from that point forward. Um, I believe that there's a lot of people who, if they were not fearful, that they would try to start this journey and undo some of the, and unlearn some of the things that were learned. But if like, say um, someone is Christian, right? And that has been their religious doctrine or practice for 30 years. And (laughs) that's challenged in any way. They are very fearful about what it looks like on the other side of not living their life by this doctrine so to speak and I feel like especially within the black community a lot of us hold on to not necessarily Christianity I think that is one of the things that we hold on to but just um, the ways that things have always been done. And we don't wanna question and we don't wanna challenge and we don't want to, you know, go a different path, and because we're fearful of what that looks like. We're fearful about relationships that we've established already and what those relationships are gonna look like and you know what people are gonna say and what they're gonna think. And so Ryan's question on here is what if people don't think they're hurt or hurting people? And it's a whole lot of folks out here just like that. It's a whole lot of folks out here just like that and you cannot tell them that they are being hurtful because they have their own stuff going on like we talked about narcissistic characteristics and Always gaslighting thing, yeah so people are so blind and caught up with their own um dysfunction <laughs> that they're unable to step outside of that for just a moment to understand their impact on someone else, and I think that there's a whole lot of parents out here like that. Like um, I'm in a conscious parenting group, right? And it's all black parents. And somebody at race posed the question, like, um, "Do you think it's disrespectful for your ch- child to answer you what?" Right? And so for me, I'm like, um, "When are we gonna break out of this?" <laughs> this notion of respect and disrespect when it comes to our children. Because most of the time, especially if they're little, um, they're not doing anything to intentionally disrespect you unless they like <clears throat> hawk up a loogie and spit on your face. Like, you know, so right. so right. Like so somebody if I call my child and she answers what, it's not what that bothers me. It might be the tone. <laughs> if it's like, what? But she could say yes, mama. You know what I'm saying? And it will be the same trigger for me, but people get caught up on the word, you know? And so I I just am ready, I think, for us to all not be afraid of what's on the other side, to move out of this box and understand how confining it is and how um, we're holding ourselves back, not only in our relationship and the richness thereof that's to be attained, on the other side, but then the connection with other people and how we're, we're watering that down because we're holding on to, you know, old rituals and old traditions and, <laughs> and all of that stuff. I think we really have to be open to the possibility. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that our people don't know what that looks like because if we were to say that I think a lot of us, especially parents, try to claim ownership. Of kids, we actually try to claim ownership of whatever doctrine that we abide by. But once you realize that we can stop being dominant, and the opposite of dominant is not uh
0: Docile. subservient,
2: yeah, it's uh receptive. That's it. I don't have to keep hammering this away, I don't have to have, you know, my way or the highway, what I say goes it's just like, okay, let me take a step back and receive. it's trying to be in part and no one knows what that looks like. So I hope that to me, I don't know what y'all doing. I've been liking what you're doing since I've been having the uh get tipsy on the ready to go. But uh I think we need like how can you put this social artists or painters, especially like in the media that that paints that picture for us to see uh this is what you're doing, but this is how you can just step back and say I don't have to domineer each and every relationship. I can kind of receive and just kind of be pliable to what everything looks like. Mm
1: -hmm. And that, you know, that's difficult too. Both of What both of you all were saying is difficult because I think about a lot of, you know, us new age parents (laughs) and all the different (laughs) things that we want to do and the ways that we want to raise our children and like, you know, having that mutual respect or even, you know, having respect before children can even show respect, you know, for them, and, or they can't show respect, having respect for them before they can show respect toward us. Um, mm. it, it's, it's frowned upon with our elders a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Y'all think y'all know everything, and you gonna let her talk to you like that? Or mm-hmm. even just the looks and the stares and the, the you know, <laughs> turning nose up at the way that you parent, or the way that your children can speak freely to you. And that's difficult and for that's difficult because elders in the black community are they're the pillars of the black community like they They mean so much to us right our ancestors mean so much to us. And so it's difficult sometimes to to blaze this new path, even though you may have it being portrayed in the in, in in social media or in these different platforms, like you mentioned, and you that actually may be the way that aligns with your spirit, the way that you may want to parent that way that may align with you, but it's difficult to have um your mama looking her nose down at you or your grandmother or whomever it's people in the church making comments about your baby crying or whatever is happening right this new conscious parenting is diff- that's a that's a big challenge for um a lot of us as as these new age parents <laughs> and i can only imagine you know i find it difficult and i'm somebody who you know, has no problem smiling and nodding and saying, yes, ma'am, that's that's actually yes. I'm gonna let her say that to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually cool, I'm not, I'm, just, I'm not offended by that. But how many people don't, you know? Or for how many people are they afraid to upset that person because of the dysfunction in that relationship, right? Maybe it's their mom or their grandmother or whatever. And then fear of losing their village as a result. Well, she can't talk to me. She can't come over here if she's gonna be talking like that. Do what he (laughs) do. Mr. (laughs) Not the hand
0: up.
2: (laughs) I have some uh, some culture seekers. Check this out. In order not to lose the village and to make sure your support system is in place even with grandma and the elders. To me, I think that Bait them into supporting or not supporting. Remember the whole commitment part with your little boo, whatever? Since you're whoever you are, invest in yourself, let your grandma, or your auntie know. Ask them five different things. Hey, you coming to my conference? Hey, you want to donate to this? Blah, blah, blah. You're going to see there's going to be like a series of stuff that you've actually tried to involve them in. You're going to realize, like, yo, you not really support me anything. Or grandma is going to get ready, she will want to come you know what, I don't mind sitting on one of your panels as like the elder statesman, whatever. So to me, that's always been like a uh, fail safe to determine who or what is in your village by offering the same interest you offer to your boo, offer to your family to see if they're going to support that. And that type of encounter and exchange will kind of dictate how you two are going to interact with each other moving forward. So, next time your child does say something out of the pocket, it was like, Well, they probably got it from you because you're the disrespectful of the family. So, I don't know if y'all get down like that, but <laughs>
0: so. now, Mr. Ryan, you're gonna trigger some people That's good. because That's I mean. you know, a well,
1: fight at the next family cookout. Well,
0: there's that. <laughs> Here's what I think about when you say that I heard you say something to the effect of you get to choose, right? Mm-hmm. Who's part of your village and who's not, or who. Who you consider to be your village and you only get one mama you only get one daddy you only get one you know what i'm saying and i i feel like that's another um kind of guilt tactic or guilt trip that's used in our community a lot to set us up to accept behavior that's unacceptable without being like no you know that's unacceptable or that's disrespectful behavior Um, And I won't tolerate that. And it's never, again, the respect thing, and like you were saying, we've been taught to like dominate over one another or there's always an aggressor or power dynamic in a relationship. And so you um, say as a, a child in a relationship or an offspring being like, no, you know, we're not gonna tolerate that. I don't like the way you're speaking to me. And so if you continue to speak to me that way, then we need to end the conversation. Whether you my mama or not, you can't talk to me like that, you know. But yeah, I I agree <laughs> with you that we should be able to pick and choose the degree to which we want to be involved with somebody, and just because they're blood relative or family does not necessarily make them family. For sure, that's true. <laughs> I don't know what you so, mean. Say more.
2: <laughs> oh, when I say how many sabotage you get in terms of you know only get one mother, only get one father, and like people use that yo. I've ran community centers. I've done fundraisers and scholarships. I know a lot of parents that sabotage their kids, and they have mm-hmm. to take another you know, aunt, cousin, or somebody else, culture, whatever, to kind of circumvent that. I'm thinking like your own child. Mm-hmm. And I had a parent come to me one time that says uh, Impact Ministry, if they're there when we start, they can have gym time for whatever Christian lesson, Bible lessons, and stuff we're doing. So some kids are trying to come after that. I gotta come at this time. So one parent came and said, I don't understand why she can't just come after gym. We're not babysitters. You know, you got to be part of the community. But she got to come in to learn. Like, What, listen, her daddy graduated without reading, so she don't know how, she ain't gotta learn how to read. I'm like, she's eight, like, what are you talking about? So I've seen those to me horror stories to where it's like, when do we start trying to give, instead of family members sabotaging, when do we provide them opportunities to support? That's Mm -hmm. what I'm always saying. I'm always going to have a jovial spirit and say, This is what I'm doing. You can come get yours. They're going to say no anyway, but they understand this is what Ryan's is on. He'll ask me to do some crazy stuff. He's going to be out here doing this. I ain't going, Well, I actually. So. I don't have all the answers, though. <laughs> but you you wouldn't
0: say. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: I just respond. <laughs> well, I think that was um, a lot. I appreciate your insight on a lot of. Um, On all of that you gave us today. I think I um, have a different. I certainly have a different perspective on um, astrological stuff as much as you and I have talked about it before what you presented today was something that you've never presented before, even in our
0: That's correct. true. Mm -hmm.
1: And so I appreciate that. Um, Any final thoughts before we do our nurses note
2: Yes, have another shift.
1: (laughs) We're gonna do one (laughs) every Tuesday.
2: (laughs) I mean like to me. In terms of like, I think this is beautiful now, like, in terms of healthy rapport, mm-hmm. because you went from relationship no. to relationship. Then okay. Jessica came with healing myself. I'm just showing you, like, listen, you ain't got to buy by it, but it gives you an outline to be healthy with yourself, with your partner. But in terms of healthy rapport, how do we establish that with people that we already know and it's been toxic for years? Like, you go to therapy but they're not mm-hmm. so like I don't, I don't know what's on the opposite end of your antagonizing family member
0: mm-hmm.
2: not really complying to your wishes to be better neighbors.
0: that's good leaving a relationship i think would be a good topic and you know i'm not said a again? i said leaving a relationship or you know ending a relationship mm-hmm. in a way that it's not volatile Mm-hmm. and like ryan you had talked about this before how you had previously seen breakups happen and before those breakups it was like this big blow up you know or all of these mm-hmm. kind of precursor events or whatever but i think that would be a, a good <laughs> discussion too with a professional not not us not in that <laughs> you know definitely Definitely. I
2: check out my part in the book and the outline Mm-hmm about exit strategy. You know what? My apology, it may not be there. Because I also have like a spreadsheet that Ryan probably sent up to you as well. That kind of outlines all the things. But it has when to exit, when to mm-hmm. So.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, that would definitely make for a good conversation too. hmm Yeah. Well, you have
1: a nurse's note. <laughs> I have two. Um, and the first one is just to, I think I kind of said it earlier, just to make sure that you're always, um, trying to see yourself, make, make an, an attempt to see yourself every day. Um, you'll learn so much about yourself. You'll see, be able to see those places that need to be healed and then work actively work every day to heal yourself. That way you can show up as your authentic self every day. There's nothing like being able to show up as your authentic self. That is something that is this, you know, and again, it's a journey. There'll be days you won't be able to. There'll be days you'll do stuff and make choices that you will be like, was that really me? <laughs> but the being able to, and once you are able to show up as your authentic self, you just continue to elevate. And so just, you know, continue to work on you, see you, work on you so that you can, you know, be you, be your, the authentic you. And then my other one is something that you said, Ryan, Um, it really stood out to me. You said, give attention to your intentions. And I thought that was really good. Like a lot of times we say we set intentions and then what do we do with them? We just set them on the table. We set them on a vision board. We set them somewhere, (laughs) but we don't always give attention to them. And so that's the active part. That's the working part. And I thought that was really good.
0: Yes. Um, My nurse's note is probably something that I've said before, maybe even on this show. Um, But something that I like to live by now, two things actually, you are under no obligation to be who you've been. (laughs) So, you know, in conjunction with that, when forming your own relationships, healthy relationships, romantic or otherwise, it is okay for you to make your own definitions. Um, your own patterns, your own rituals, your own celebrations. You don't have to go with the flow. You know, you don't have to continue to fall into um, things that were done in your family just because that's a family thing. Like if it works for you, then great. But if it doesn't, it's okay to change your mind and do something Mm -hmm. else and, and make it up. You know, it's okay to come together with your family, your family nucleus and be like, you know, we really don't like Thanksgiving because of the history, so we would like to attach another meaning to it, you know, as it pertains to our family, you mm-hmm. know. And this is what we want to do, like what Ryan said earlier, like Thanksgiving would be like the first meal that we had on the first date or something like that, and it's perfectly okay for you to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put a little caveat on what you said or, um, also, this just, as, just as you are not required to be who you were, I think it's also important to recognize and not hold anybody else um, mm-hmm. to who they were. And everybody gets to evolve and grow and reinvent and heal, whatever, every single day. And so I think that's important to remember, too. That's probably the hardest. No, we probably are hard on ourselves and other people. But I think it's important to remember that, um, that everybody has the same opportunity to grow that you do. For
0: sure. Yeah. Well, that was a lot. It's a good conversation.
1: I enjoyed it. For sure. Thank you, Ryan. Uh oh. <laughs> yes, same. Mr. Ryan. <laughs> so,
2: Ryan, uh, read the part that talks about appointment and disappointment, based on your last comment. It breaks down four parts it's real cool uh that's all i'm gonna say so read that part about (laughs) it yo you really be like yo we do like when you really like damn we do do this all the time trying to hold somebody else accountable for an appointment that they didn't signed up for and we give them a prescription and ask for them then we get mad they didn't take the prescription that we assigned for them, then we get mad because they didn't get better because we gave them a prescription that they didn't have for, for appointment that didn't show up. So, but it explains it. Well,
1: we appreciate your time today. We appreciate your complaining email. The first one we've ever received. We appreciate that. What do you mean? Because we never we... a complaint.
2: Okay, say it again. You've,
1: the way you started off, your, your message was, I have a complaint.
0: Okay. It was, <laughs> a complaint
1: but, uh, <laughs> is what it's
0: saying. A complaint. It <laughs> plural.
1: And but I was I, like, what?
2: But I usually comment like here and there. So, no, I'm we like, appreciate
1: it. Okay. I, it help, it help, I, I made grow. it.
2: I'm here. I made it to Big Leaves.
1: We all, re- you made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made it yeah, <laughs> made so, yeah. so we appreciate you we appreciate your time um sharing your knowledge uh, sharing the resources that you have created um thank you for being here and teaching us i learned a lot today and i had you know even the things that i knew were probably confirmed for me and i have a lot to think about i feel like so i appreciate you
0: mm-hmm. if you are um building any type of internet following feel free to tell the people where they can find you me yes
2: (laughs) no this is my first exposure this is (laughs) this is y'all like my you know well they still might want to follow
1: you if you don't mind having you know random followers.
2: my name is like the host but last name is sweat so you should find me by last name sweat first name right instagram i haven't updated that since two thousand seventeen, since I started so, my lock so.
1: so they can find you on Facebook. Last name Sweat with two T's. And
2: that is correct. For super first name Ryan. Super wonderful, excellent, awesome, terrific, twice. Just
0: in case you're taking you, around. Ryan. <laughs> for <that. My> <laughs> all, all right, you nice all. You. What'd you say? I said it's been a pleasure meeting him. Is there like right. a
2: repass after this? Like when we disconnect? Like, we no. It's ten
0: thirty. It? We tied. I'm
1: <laughs>
2: Thank y'all so much. I made it, so I'm excited.
1: Yeah, there's no post conference. There is no post conference. Right. Um, if you all have any questions for Ryan, if you have any questions for Tasha or myself, any idea suggestions for us to talk about for the podcast, we are hoping. Fingers crossed that we can get into um at least one shift where we talk about financial wellness so that may turn into a mini series too i could definitely see that turning into like at least two um shifts there's lots to talk about as it pertains to financial wellness especially within the black community that is something we do not talk about very much we do not educate ourselves or our children about so hopefully we can get into that here soon um i want to i want to put it out in the atmosphere next week we'll see um, we need an expert to come on and talk to us uh, with us teach us <laughs> uh, so we're hoping we can get somebody who um, is knowledgeable especially as it pertains to financial illness in the black community however ideas suggestions comments concerns hit us up email is get sedated 705 at gmail.com you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at conscious underscore sedation y'all know where to find us on Facebook just type in consolidation. We out here though. Mm-hmm. It's
0: a lot of topics that we were thinking about circling back around to too, though, because the awesome. relevance is still there. We, you know, y'all really enjoyed the sex series. So sex was good. Look, sex was good. It was delicious. When was that? <laughs> that was a couple years
1: ago. That was some time ago. Okay, I think I was
2: there. Yeah, I was there for that.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, we, had about there. Three, cool. we had about three shifts talking about that. It's so a little is mini series. Did,
0: we did we talk, we talk about, about
2: Tantra and Taoism? And
0: we didn't talk about that. See, I mean we didn't tease out everything because obviously this is not a super long show. <laughs> but we did um, like a If you hours. guys think there's anything we should circle back to, we are happy to.
1: So go ahead and let us know. Yes. It was a pleasure to spend this time with you guys as we do every Tuesday. We thank y'all for hanging out with us. We know we be late sometimes. We know it be late sometimes, but y'all be kicking it we appreciate you.
0: Yes. So
1: good night,
0: everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Good night. Peace.